Welcome to this week's podcast from the Eucliping Church. We hope you enjoy this message. Come on, clap your hands. There's such a wonderful atmosphere in here tonight. Come on, clap them for Jesus. Clap them for Jesus. Clap your hands for the Holy Ghost. Come on, clap your hands for the presence of Jesus. Come on, there's such a wonderful presence here. There's such a powerful manifestation of his glory here. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands for the King of glory. Come on, lift up your voice. Give him honor. Give him praise. Come on, come on, come on. Worship, praise, exalt him, magnify him. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Come, Holy Ghost. Invade this room. Invade this city. Invade this region. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Shout it tonight, Jesus, you are Lord. One more time, Jesus, you are Lord. Woo. Now come on, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. We're going to take about a minute right here. We're going to take off where we left off last night. Come on, y'all just keep on playing like that. Come on, let's begin to release a prayer. Come on, close your eyes. Don't wait for the next thing on the agenda. Just release your prayer. Release your prayer over this atmosphere. Release your prayer over this city. Release your prayer over this region. Come on, things are shifting. Things are happening. Things are moving. Oh, God is victorious. All authority belongs to our God. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's working with your prayer. He's working with your voice. He's working with your anointing. He's working with your decree. He's working with your intercession. Come on, come on, come on. You're making hell tremble right now and you're unlocking heaven. You're making hell tremble and you're unlocking heaven. You're releasing the angelic host. You're releasing the angelic host. You're releasing the armies of heaven. Come on over Bryan College Station over this region, over Texas, all over our nation. Come on, God needs you. God needs you. God needs you. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, prayer warriors. In the name of Jesus, we unlock it tonight over this city in the name of Jesus. Let the sound of the blood-bought church be heard over Bryan College Station. Let the sound of the blood-bought church be heard over this city, over this region region over this state let the sound of the blood-bought church oh let it be heard in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus. come on 30 seconds 30 seconds press 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 come on Jesus Jesus. go ahead go ahead go ahead don't stop don't back off oh Jesus Jesus, 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 Jesus. We release the Holy Ghost. We release the power of God in the name of Jesus. Are you ready to release one more shout of victory? Come on over this territory. One, two, three, release.
release a shout of victory. in this room tonight. Lift your hands. Come on, just 15 seconds right there. Oh, y'all came ready tonight. I said, y'all came ready tonight. I said, y'all came ready tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to start at point A, and at some point in the next little bit, we're going to get to point Z. Are y'all ready? Hallelujah. Pastor mentioned was talking about coming against a religious spirit and a spirit of religion. That's not my total message tonight, even though that will be included uh, in the context of it. But here's what religion is. I'll let you be seated in just a minute. Religion in the Bible, religion is not called a spirit in the Bible, but it acts as a spirit of the enemy. We see this clearly from Genesis to Revelation, but most predominantly in the ministry of Jesus. Are you with me? As he faced the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the acts uh, of the apostle, the apostles in the book of Acts fought the same spirit. Are you with me? Basically what it boils down to is this spirit doesn't want you to move into the more of what God has. Basically revival is moving into the more of what God has. Are you tracking with me tonight? So religion will do, it has different faces, it has different names, it acts different ways, it manifests in different ways. It must be confronted, now y'all look at me, it must be confronted because when religion isn't confronted, it will take over an atmosphere, it will take over a life, it will take over a region. Are you with me? This is not my sermon, this is sermon number one tonight. Are y'all ready? Here we go, here we go. Because we're serving notice that in Bryan College Station and the Brazos Valley, area and this region that religion has no place in this territory. Revival is welcome. Religion is not. Because all religion wants you to do is back off and settle. Everybody scream as loud as you can. We're not going to settle. Come on. Man, we got to We got a wild group in here tonight. Come on. We're not going to settle for anything less than the manifested presence of God that brings freedom to lives, that breaks chains of bondage, that opens up the heavens over over families, over individual lives, over churches, uh, over all churches, come on, that believe in the Lord, opens up the heavens over cities, over territories. This is what revival is. Now, here you go. Sermon number one. How do we defend? 
defeat this spirit of religion, number one, through prayer, through getting the presence of God to manifest in our homes, to manifest in our churches, to manifest in our cities and our regions because religion has no answer to the manifested presence of God. How do you know, Pastor Kemp? Because I see Jesus, who is the presence of God. Come on, somebody. It's Bible. And every time that he manifested, be it when he walked the earth, or even in the book of Acts as he manifested in the person of the Holy Spirit through the apostles and the early church, every time the presence of God manifests, religion has no answer. You want to know why? Because religion is a counterfeit. Religion has nothing to offer except a form of something that is the original and the authentic. Religion has no power. Religion has no voice of authority. But revival is the presence of God, the manifested presence of Jesus. And when the manifested presence of Jesus comes, there is an authority that manifests that changes lives and changes territories and changes marriages. Come on, somebody. And changes pastors and changes churches and changes nations and religion has no answer because miracles break out, salvation breaks out, deliverance breaks out, and all religion can do is argue. But you argue with me, my friend. I'll bring up before you a changed life that has been set free by revival. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Seriously. Religion just wants to argue. Well, I don't like it like that. Well, that do, I don't agree with that. You know what? You don't, you don't have to agree with me. But as long as it's Bible, as long as it aligns with the word of God and the ways of God. You see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't agree with Jesus. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. They were the main enemies in Jesus, when Jesus walked the earth and when the apostles uh, broke forth in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. Are you with me? And it is a primary enemy of revival. He said that plastered apparently all over this city is the word tradition. I know a little bit of the story behind that. I don't know all of it. We've already canceled that out tonight. Let me tell you, the voice of revival, the voice, what is revival? Watch y'all. A lot of definitions, but look at me. It's the presence of Jesus manifested. You want to know how to defeat religion in your city, in your region? Manifested presence of Jesus. We get out of the way. Come on, pastors. Come on, ministers. Now, Lord, the Lord will use us to lead. The Lord will lead us, use us to lead people. But we get out of the way and let the manifested presence of Jesus do what only he can do. He can change lives. He can deliver. He can heal. He can shift. Come on, somebody. He can silence the mouth of the witchcraft. Come on, somebody. I said he can silence the mouth of the witchcraft. He can break curses. Come on, somebody. This is what the manifested presence of Jesus can do. So you don't have to argue. You don't have to debate. All you have to do is pray, 
for the manifested presence of Jesus and you watch tradition being broken off. You Come on, somebody. You watch tradition being broken off. Tradition that has been labeled all over this city, all over this uh, 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 area here. Lift your hands one more time. Pray in the Holy Ghost because it's coming down. I said it's coming down. I said it's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Come on, press, 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 press. It's coming down. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Revival's going to manifest. Revival's going to manifest. Revival's going to manifest. The presence of Jesus is going to manifest. Jesus is going to show up. Oh, yeah. So in the name that is above every other name, that is the name of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. In the name of Jesus, we take the label of tradition off of this territory and we release revival, which is the presence of Jesus over this territory. In the name of Jesus, shout if you agree right now. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. 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 God needs people that will hold the door open in territories, in cities. The door of what, Pastor Kim? The door of his presence. As Jacob had the dream in the Old Testament of the open heaven, And the angels ascending and descending. And what did he say? Surely the presence of the. Is in this. This is none other than the. House of God. There was an open heaven. Are you with me? You see the house of God. The true house of God. Has an open heaven. So that the presence of God. Will manifest. But he needs people in this earthly realm who will hold the door open to his presence. I'm looking at people, come on, who are going to hold the door open for the prep. Lift your hands. Come on. I'm going to let you be seated after this. Lift your hands and receive it right now. We are doorkeepers of revival, the presence of Jesus over regions. Come on, come on, come on. We are doorkeepers of revival, the presence of Jesus over regions and territories. You may not thought you were very important, but I came to tell you tonight that you are a very important person. Why? Because you are the doorkeeper of the house of God. You are the one who holds the door open to the manifested presence of Jesus. What is revival? Revival is the manifested presence of Jesus. You, my friend, are valuable in this earthly realm because you hold the door open to his presence. I speak over you tonight that demons tremble when you get out of bed. Come on. I'm going to try it again. I speak over you tonight that demons tremble when you get out of bed. I speak over you tonight that the angelic army, they pay attention when you get out of bed because they're waiting on their instructions for you, from you. 
the angelic host are waiting on your instructions from you. That's how valuable you are in this earthly realm. Are you receiving it tonight? Yes. One more time. Lift your hands. Come on, come on. Man, there's a powerful presence of the Lord. Manifest upon your people, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. They're going to shift things in this region. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right, one thing, and I'm going to let you be seated. Lift your hands and say this as loud as you can. I am a doorkeeper of revival. A doorkeeper of revival. The manifested presence of Jesus. Manifested presence of Jesus. In this region. In this region. In Jesus' name. In Jesus now shout name. amen and give him one more praise. Amen. Come on. Woo! Woo! Yes! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated as you're being seated. Come on, high five somebody and say, you are a doorkeeper. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for being so sensitive to the Holy Spirit tonight and creating the atmosphere. Come on, tell them you are a doorkeeper. Come on. Hallelujah. Revival, the manifested presence of Jesus. Are you with me? Revival, the manifested presence of Jesus. Are you with me? Come on. Revival is the manifested presence of Jesus. Say that three times. Come on. Revival is the manifested presence of Jesus. Say it again. Revival is the manifested presence of Jesus. One more time, a little louder. Revival is the manifested presence of Jesus. And when Jesus shows up, how many know everything changes? Come on. How many know everything changes when Jesus shows up? Everything changes. Everything changes when Jesus shows up. And that, my friends, is revival. Revival, and we are responsible for holding the door open through prayer. Everybody say through prayer for the presence of God to manifest in our churches, in our personal lives, in our, our, our regions, in our cities. So this is what we need to have in our minds as I'm going forward tonight because here's the reality is that even though everything that I've said to this point is absolutely Bible and true, the enemy will er erect barriers in the heavenlies. Are you with me? He will erect barriers in the heavenlies to keep the presence of God from manifesting. If you believe it, say yes. Come on. He will erect barriers in the heavenlies to keep the presence of God from manifesting. But the Bible says, could I get a little bit more volume? I don't want to be obnoxious out there, but I got to preach tonight and I got to preach Sunday morning. Come on somebody. Amen. And so we want a voice when I get back home. The Bible says that he has given us the keys of the kingdom. That deserved a louder amen than that. The Bible says he's given us the keys of the kingdom. Come on, just take your keys, if you will, in the spirit and, and just, just do them like this in the devil's face. Come on. He's given us the keys of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is the highest authority ever. Come on. It's the highest authority ever. But the reality is, is that the enemy has blinded and blindfolded and bumfuzzled, if I 
can make up a word. Come on. The body of Christ and Christians from understanding the level of authority that they have in this realm. Even though we live in this realm, we do not operate from this realm. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named in this age and the age to come. But yet we act like we're defeated. We act like we don't have any authority. We act like we don't have a voice. We act like we don't have a say. So we've got all of these other voices in our culture that is speaking up and talking in our place. I'm going to try it again. We got all these other voices in our culture. I don't need to name them. You know what they are that are speaking up in our place. And the Lord is in heaven and he's reminding us, I have given you the keys of the kingdom. I've given you the keys of the kingdom. That means that we have been handed the ultimate authority that ever has been and ever will be. The Bible says in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can tread upon serpents and scorpions. What is serpents and scorpions? Now, if you live in Phoenix, you're going to know what serpents and scorpions are in a reality. But this is talking about, and I don't go out in Phoenix and tread on scorpions. Come on, somebody. But in the spirit, I do because it's talking about demonic entities that are sent to erect barriers to keep revival from erupting in your life, in your family, in your church, and in your city, and in your region. But the Bible says that we have everything that we need to annihilate and to break through and to bust through every barrier, every every resistance, every blockade, every roadblock of the enemy that tries to keep revival out of our lives, out of our churches, and out of our cities and our nation. But the problem is the church has given in to the rhetoric and the talking points of the enemy, and we don't really have a great revelation of the authority that has been handed to us by him giving us the keys of the kingdom. I came first off tonight to remind you that you have been handed some supernatural spiritual keys of the kingdom and anything else let me get my towel Anything else that is trying to take over that authority is a counterfeit. Be it religion, be it witchcraft, whatever it is, it is a counterfeit. So you can sit back and let it happen, or you can step up to the plate and say, In the name of Jesus. I have been given a set of keys. And because I have these keys, they are not natural keys. They are supernatural keys that will unlock the presence of the Most High God, the Creator God. And there is nothing, I said nothing, that the enemy has to offer that can stand against the presence of God. But God needs some people to unlock...
Because you see, with the devil, it's all about control. Am I right that we're borrowing somebody's car right now? That may not need to be announced, but anyway, because of reasons, because of reasons, we have to borrow a car. He does. That he's been given the keys to that car, and Pastor can drive it as fast as he wants. No, <laughs> she must be the owner. Do that again, my sister. Do that. You see, that's what we do to the principalities and the powers of darkness when they. St- That's what we do to the principalities and the powers of darkness when they try to operate in a counterfeit. They say we got some keys here and some keys there, but their keys, the Bible tells us, has no authority. All he wants is control. But see, he's borrowing the car. She, I'm assuming, is owning the car. And I said, he can drive it however he wants. And she looks at me and says, oh, no, he can't. You better shake your finger in the devil's face and say, oh, no, you can't. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, no. Come on, put your finger up. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, no, you can't in my city. Oh, no, you can't in my life. Oh, no, you can't in my marriage. No, you can't in my region. Oh, no, you can't. No, you can't in my nation. I have the keys of the kingdom. Shout in this place tonight. Yes. Just for fun, do it again. Oh, no, you can't. (sighs) So you go back home, you get in your prayer closet. Devil, no, you can't. My Bible tells me I've been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. He is under our feet. In the year of 2017, I tell this story in my book, and then I'll fly on my message tonight. Let me keep track of what time it is. <clears throat> Long story short, I had lost a set of keys, natural keys. And they went, th- th- there were several of them. This was, this was as early as probably 2012, maybe 20, I don't know. It was, it was 2017 when I realized it. And then, so it was about three or four years before that. And I had lost this entire set of keys. And, you know, when you lose something, you're like, why did I lose that? But literally, I knew there was something different about this set of keys. That I, It was just like there was no reason that I should have lo- I looked everywhere. Can anybody identify with me? Come on. The crazy thing is that, uh, or the interesting thing, is that this set of keys, uh, every key fits every building on our property at, of our church at Fresh Start Church in Phoenix or Peoria, Arizona. Are you with me? I said every key in the Bible, keys represent authority. Shout authority. You see, the devil has no authority, so what he has to do is steal yours. Just for emphasis, I'll say it again. He has no authority. Am I right? Am I, do I know my Bible? He has no authority because he's been stripped of all authority. He's been given a measure of power, but that's why Luke 10, 19 says, I give you authority over all the power. 
He has no authority. So what he does to you and what he tries to do to us is he tries to strip us of our authority, use our authority, or misuse our authority, or not use our authority. Are you with me? And so keys represent authority. And so these keys went to every single door on our church property. That is significant. That is spiritually significant. And so I couldn't find them, so, you know, just forgot about it, whatever. So I fast forward to 2017, and we're in revival now, a, a little over two years. And we're getting ready to go to church that morning. And I go into my closet um, to put on the shoes. Come on, ladies, can I get an amen for the shoes? Come on. Nope, ladies, y'all got to help me better than that. Can I get an amen for the shoes? And I, I, put, <laughs> I put them on, of course, and I go to church. And that morning, my husband was ministering. And in the context of his message, it wasn't the whole message, but in the context of the message, he dealt with our spiritual authority, with spiritual authority. And he served notice to the spirit or the principality of Jezebel. Are you with me? Jezebel uh, is, a, is a spirit. It's not a him. It's not a her. Are you with me? It is a spirit. It is a principality. And so he served notice. And I won't go into the long story. But the reason why is because that spirit had repetitively tried to come against us for many, many years. All right? Uh, wasn't victorious, but definitely took some shots. And we took some hits from it. Are you with me? So the Lord was teaching us in this year of 2017 how to face this principality and this spirit because he had pretty much told us if you don't learn to overcome this you will not walk in the fullness of revival so that's a good note that's a nugget that's worth everything right there all right so he said you got to learn to overcome this so my husband serves notice to this principality in the context of this sermon that he's preaching okay so church is over revival service is over and so we get go, go home I take off the shoes because they're extremely uncomfortable but they look good can I get an amen come on all right, so I take them off and I put them in the box, shoe box, and as I, I look down to put them in the shoe box, there is the set of keys that I had lost three to four years earlier laying in the shoe box. I did not see them, Pastor, when I put the shoes on because I believe in prophetic, uh, prophetic uh, alignment and confirmations from the Lord, and the Lord was, I did not see them when I got the shoes out. There was no reason why I should not have seen those keys in that shoe box, but the Lord hid them in that shoe box for however long, three or four years, until, look at this, June the 11th, 2017, 11 being the number of transition when you're walking out of chaos into day 12, which is representing governmental authority. I don't know if y'all are getting what I'm saying, but you can amen a lot louder than what you're amen in right now I said it was day 11 which means transition and chaos which we were getting ready to walk into day 12 meaning governmental authority and governmental order are you with me and the Lord hid those keys in that shoe box so that when I put my shoes back in I would see the keys on the very day June 11 2017 that my husband served notice to the principality and spirit of Jezebel 
that hates revival. I said, Jezebel hates revival. I said, Jezebel hates revival. And as my husband served notice, I looked down in that message. I believe the Holy Spirit had orchestrated that entire moment, and it even has to do with tonight where we are, because I looked down and I said, there's the keys. I found the keys. And the Holy Spirit immediately said something like, yes, you found the keys, Kim, of the kingdom. You found the keys of authority to revival. And he said, Kim, use these keys and don't ever lose them again. And he said, I put them, Kim, in a shoebox. I put them in a shoebox so that you will understand that wherever the soles of your feet tread, that I have given you authority over that territory. Come on, shout! So I came to tell you today, some of you have lost your keys. And when you give your keys to somebody, they are in full control. I'm just using him because he's driving her car, all right? He's in full control. Now, he's an excellent driver. But you see, there's some that are not. And the devil knows that. Are you with me? I'm not talking about a natural car. I'm talking about in the spirit. So if he can get your keys of authority, talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. You're going to take this city and you're going to take this valley or whatever this is called around here. You're going to take it. I never know where I'm at. It's a valley, a mountain, a hill. A, it's a valley. You're going to take it. You are going to, there are several churches represented in this room. You're going to take it. The hunt, there was a hundred, I don't know how many is here tonight, but there was 120 in the upper room. 500 got the invitation to go to the upper room, but only 120 showed up. There were 380 other people that gave their keys to the enemy, but those, those in the upper room got clothed from heaven with power, and they got the keys of authority, and Jesus said, come on, come on, come on, Pentecostal people, come on. I refuse to give my keys to anything, to anything. That was a prophetic uh, whatever that happened in my life personally. I've told that story many times. It's in my book as well. In, in our year of authority, the Lord is saying, if you're going to birth, build, and sustain revival, you are going to have to have a deep understanding and revelation of the authority that you have in my name and in my kingdom. We don't misuse it. We don't misuse it for selfish reasons. We don't act silly with it. We respect it, but at the same time, it gives us a confidence. I said it gives us a confidence. There's too much fear in the body of Christ backing away and backing off. We saw that, and I, I, I'm not going to step on any toes here, but we saw that in the year of 2020. Are you with me? There's so much fear. No, I'm not, I, have no, I have no high horse on that or anything, all right? Come on, Texas people. High horse, all right? I have nothing. I'm just saying we saw it in that season, but what we have got to understand understand is that we must have a revel. If you're going to have revival, you're going to have to understand your authority in Christ and the power of the name.
name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the power of the keys of the kingdom that he has given to you because Jezebel will slap you up one side and the other side and eat your lunch. But if you know who you are in Christ, you can step right up and you can say, these are the keys of the kingdom. They're not my keys. They're the keys of the kingdom. Yes, yes. So now where there were many years where we were just felt like we were run over by that thing, I can smell it when it comes in. And I'm like, just come on. I'm serious, y'all. By the way, I am a southerner, so I can't say y'all, all right? Yes, I am. Born and raised Southerner. Not quite as south as Texas, but Southern. Come on, y'all. I can smell it. I can sense it. If you're going to have revival in your life, in your church, in your city, in your region, you're going to have to understand the power of the keys that you have been given. Because there are barriers erected by the enemy, but yet we have the keys to unlock the realm of God. I'm just going to talk to you. I'll get to my notes in a minute, and we'll work it out, all right? But the Holy Ghost is on this, so I'm going to go with it, all right? You see, you have the keys to unlock it. Just reach up and do that. I know it seems silly, but just reach up. You see, you have the keys to unlock the realm of God. You have the keys to unlock the power of God. You have the keys to unlock the door of heaven. You have, and God is waiting on you. Angels are waiting on us. And, uh, come on. God, that's why I started out by saying you are a doorkeeper of revival. You're the one with the keys. You're the one who can unlock it over your life, over your family, over your neighborhood, over your church, over, over this city, over this region, over our nation. Come on, come on, Americans. Come on, American church. It's time that we get finished with our building our platforms, building our denominations, building this, building that. It's time we start building the kingdom because God has given us keys and we've been wasting it on ourselves. And God says it's time to step up to the plate and begin to unlock some of the realms of glory to manifest in this earth to shift and change because I believe there will be a nation shaking history making revival but it's going to take doorkeepers that unlock all of heaven into this realm come on come on Woo. let me see if I can calm down and preach the rest of this are y'all ready are y'all ready Rosalinda's ready she knows to be ready is everybody ready come on <laughs> hallelujah so here's the, here's the reality Here's a reality. Let me give you a couple of scriptures and then let me give you reality. Well, scripture is reality. But the reality of what's happening in this realm. Isaiah 44. By the way, these are the scriptures, if I didn't say it last night, that the two elderly women of the Hebrides revival, this is the scripture that they were praying that unlocked, everybody say unlocked, that unlocked the heavens over the Hebride islands or Hebrides uh, territory. Everybody say territory. Say it really loud, Territory. Did you know that as a blood-bought child of God, Holy Ghost-filled, come on, Pentecostal people, that when you say territory, I mean just say it, hell trembles because he does not want you to have a revelation of the authority that you have in this realm that is coming from the heavenly realm in order to take authority over what he's doing in the territories in this realm. Did you get what I just said? Whoo, 
do you feel empowered tonight? Come on. It, it's not an earthly power. It is a heavenly power. It is, it is, come on, it's the power of God. Stay with me, stay with me. This is the scripture that these two elderly women were praying, and the Hebrides revival broke out. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. I will pour water on him who is thirsty and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And they will spring up among the grass like willows by the streams of water. Now, I know y'all here in Texas get more rain than we do in Phoenix. But I'm telling you, when the ground is dry, we need some water. Come on. I said when the ground is dry, we need some water. What do your keys do? As you release the word of God, you're using your keys for him to pour out spiritual water on the dry ground. You're breaking up the fallow ground that needs to be cultivated. Are you with me? This is what you can do. We see it. It played out in the Hebrides revival. God broke in. Look at me, y'all. Look at me. God broke in because two 80-year-old women became doorkeepers of the Hebrides. Do I have any doorkeepers of Bryan, Texas, of College Station? I know. I know you're here and other places that you may be from. You see the power of the authority of the keys that you carry. All these ladies did was just pray, God, this is dry ground. It's dry ground. This is dry ground. It's dry ground. God, we need your word said. If you read history, if you read history, these women kept saying, God, you said. God, you said. You want to know the words that God wants to hear? God, you said. He wants to be reminded of his word. Talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. He wants to be reminded of his word. God, you said. God, you said that you would pour out water on the dry ground in Bryan College Station. God, you said that you would pour out living water on the Texas A&M University campus. God, you said that you would pour out water on Texas, on Arizona. Oh, come on, somebody. On the Northeast, on the Southeast. Can we believe that the keys that we hold with the word of God in our mouth is unlocking the riches and the resources from the heavenly realm that will manifest in this realm. I'm telling you, you keep praying. You keep praying and that prodigal is coming home. You keep praying and that husband and that wife is going to be saved. You keep praying and that church is going to shift in the atmosphere and the Holy Ghost is going to break in. You keep praying. Do not give up. There's an enemy that will fight you at every corner that you take, at every prayer meeting that you go to. But you've got to understand what I told you a few moments ago. All he is is a barrier and he's a counterfeit. But you have the keys of authority that he doesn't want you to use. He actually wants you to lose them. He actually wants you to forget about them. But I came to remind you that you have keys of kingdom authority and you can unlock the living waters over your city and over your territory. Shout yes. Whoo. Hallelujah. So here's a reality. That the enemy takes territories very seriously. He takes the territory, and if you're from not from this particular area, you just insert the name of your area. He takes the territory 
of Bryan College Station very seriously. And he gets people unredeemed to align with his lies. Y'all know I'm talking about. Y'all are mature. Y'all know. But I'm just going to preach it so we can say amen. All right? Come on. It's like he gets people, unredeemed people, some in uh, uh, some uneducated, some very educated, some poor, some rich, some in between, all ages, unredeemed. Some, unfortunately, call themselves Christians to align with his lies so that he can grip, grip a territory. See, he's very serious about territories. He's very serious about land. Y'all know your Bible well, I can tell. Y'all are smart, right? You've been to Sunday school a lot. Come on, somebody, all right? Here's the reality. Is, that, is, is, is it not right that in the Bible... God would use land for his people to possess land. It was important for them to possess land. Talk to me. It was important for them to take land. When they, 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 they had to come out of Egypt and go into the promised they had, they had, when they got into the promised land, they had defeat, to defeat other enemies that were occupying, come on somebody, occupying in the land that God had given them. God has given this earth to the sons of men. He's given it to us. Now the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, but the Bible says that he has given it to the sons of men. He's given it to his children and we are to occupy, I'll go back to scripture in just a moment, we are to fill the void while Jesus is away until he comes back. What does that mean in a nutshell on the bottom line? It means that we have these keys and anything that is standing in the way of the perfect will of God and the manifestation of the presence of Jesus, you and I are to step into that void and we are to occupy that space, that territory and that land. For you, it's Bryan College Station. For me, it's Phoenix, Arizona. Are you with me? We are to step into that territory with the keys of authority of the kingdom of heaven. And we are, as doorkeepers of revival, the manifested presence of Jesus, supposed to take rule and authority and dominate in that territory. But the sad fact is that the church has been so busy building its own platforms and its own edifices to itself, and the devil has been busy moving in and taking territory literal territory and spiritual territory because the church has been turned so inward are you with me but here's the reality is that it takes a remnant people a remnant people I said a remnant people who know who they are and know who their God is to step into a territory and say not on our watch, not on our watch. Come on. Come on. Come on. And this battle happens at the gate of the cities. Am I correct? That there's five gates in this city. There's the north. This is north gate. There's the south. Am I correct? The east and the west, and I've been told there's the Aggie Gate. It is the truth, and it's a spiritual gate. 
And it, it is. And it must be taken. It must be taken. North, south, east, and west. So look at me. So the question is, give me a minute to work this out. Who is making the most noise at the gates of the city? It should be the ones who have the keys. Because we've been given the keys to the gates of every territory. The church is just not using them. The devil is very serious about territories. I heard a testimony of a man of God who's been saved now uh, in the kingdom of God uh, for well over 25 years. So been, been saved, been walking with the Lord, Holy Ghost filled for many years. But he used to be an, a satanic high priest and obviously now ex-satanic high priest. So he's been walking with the Lord for, for many, many years. But I'm going to give you the short version of his testimony because he was high in the ranks of Satan and the demonic, and he was used by the enemy to literally take control because he was a satanic high priest to take control over neighborhoods, territories, cities, and regions. He was used by the enemy, literally. Now, you, this may freak some of y'all out, but you just, well, I shouldn't tell them to Google stuff, but it's a real thing, y'all. It's a real thing. And we have a nation full of people. We have nations full of people that are looking for the supernatural. Are you with me? We have access to the ultimate supernatural. And that supernatural is full of love that cannot be found in this earthly realm. It is full of grace that cannot be found in this earth. It is full of mercy. Come on, are you with me? It is full of power. Come on, not the power of the darkness, but the power of light and the power of glory. But yet we can't even barely make it to church. Come on, somebody. But the devil is using people to astral project into the heavenly realm to take authority over territories. It's true. It's true. I'm not making it up. I'm not trying to be sensational. I hope you trust me by now to tell you this, that literally this is the testimony of this gentleman who is now a man of God for more than 25 years. He said, I would sit with the devil. I would get the instructions from the devil to go to such and such territory. I would make a blood sacrifice on the ground. That would claim it on the ground. Then I would let the devil use my body to astral project into the heavenly realm. I would take it in the heavenlies with the word, with my words, and call that territory whatever principality that I wanted to place over that territory. Are you, I got your attention now. Come on. I got your attention. It's not just some theory, this key thing and this authority thing. It's a real spiritual battle. And now we wonder why we don't have revival manifest. Now we wonder why this and that is going now we wonder why the church is like this come on somebody it's because we have not stepped we've been too busy looking this way instead of looking this way are you hearing We've been too busy comparing ourselves by ourselves. We've been too busy measuring ourselves by each other. And the standard that has been set is the one that's down the road or the one that's over here when the standard should be one coming from the heavenly realm, one coming from the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
And all the while, we're, we're, all, we're all messed up with all of this comparison and all of this, this Mickey Mouse church and Disneyland this, that, and the other, feeling like we have to entertain people and give you donuts and coffee and a pat on the back and give you a short, short sermon and a short service to appease you and have you come back. My friend, I do not have time to entertain you. I could care less if you have a donut. You have the... could care less if you have a donut. You have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Why are we messing around when the devil is stamping down on territories? And he said that he would claim it on, with blood on the ground and claim it with his words in the heavenlies. Ephesians 2, 2 says that he is the prince and the power of the air. So this is a real thing. And when he claimed it in the heavenlies, that territory that he marked was the devil's. And whatever evil that the enemy wanted to inflict on that territory was being inflicted because of the sacrifice that had been made for that territory. How much sacrifice are you willing to make for Bryan College Station? People ask so, uh, so many questions about revival. So many questions. About, and, and, we, and we love it. We, we want to help. But I, 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 don't, I don't even know that we can even begin hardly to convey the sacrifice that it takes to birth, build, and sustain revival. My friends, that's the only way I know how to say it. Your, your, your old Christian life paradigm has to go away. I'm not saying throw your salvation away. I'm not saying throw your, uh, throw, throw, you know, your, all those. I'm not saying that. Well, I, I, I'm not being irreverent. But what I'm saying is the paradigms, the limited paradigms that we have had, the limited understanding of our spiritual authority has to go away. We have to understand that literally we are the vehicle. We are the one holding the door open. So if you're holding the door open, you are very vulnerable, my friend. You're very vulnerable. You're vulnerable at the warfare of of the enemy. You do, give me Bible. I'll give you Bible. Daniel. Come on somebody. Daniel chapter 9 or whatever it is where Daniel is praying and be, the angelic heard his words from the very first word that he said. All Daniel said was Lord. The moment that Daniel said Lord, the angel stood at attention. Gabriel, Michael stood. All the angelic hosts stood at attention. Are you listening to me? When Daniel said Lord, uh, how do I know that? Because he said, Daniel, we heard you from the very first word that you said. But while we were on our our way to answer your prayer there was the prince that met us in the air there was the prince of the enemy that met us in the air and there has been warfare but the angel said because you these are my words because you kept praying because you wouldn't give up because you wouldn't give over to the warfare because you were willing to stand and keep that door open because you were willing to keep using the keys no matter what hits you had to take because of that Daniel high Gabriel have come to give you a message from heaven, from God Almighty. My God, we look to the internet. We look to the preacher down the road. We look to this one to Google for a word. I say get your face in the carpet and get a word from the heavenly throne. How? Ah, that will shake a territory. Shout! It's a reality. 
And so he wants to lock down regions. The Lord gave me that phrase, lock down regions, well before COVID. Are you with me? Like 2018-ish or something like that. Because I begin, if you watch Fresh Start, you know we do a lot of territorial praying. We do a lot of praying for the nation, the territories in our nation and nations, but specifically America. So the Lord was teaching us. And in that season, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, the devil has regions on lockdown. And then just fast forward two or three years, and we saw it play out. We saw it play out. What we saw in the natural was a mirror of the supernatural. Come on, talk to me. And in those lockdown regions, he has control. Watch. He doesn't have authority, but because he's locked them. No, 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 let me rephrase that. Because the church has allowed him to lock them down, he has control. I'm trying to help you, Brian College Station. You see, because Phoenix, Arizona is tightly shut up. I'm not saying it's all fully opened, but I can tell you this. There was a season when we said we are done. We are done with church as usual. And whatever has set down on this city, we're going to do whatever it takes to open the heavens. And we are still doing that today. You want it open over this region and this territory? You got to get a reality. That it is under the control, the control, not the authority, the control. You see, he has usurped authority. What did he do in the beginning that got him kicked out of heaven? He usurped authority. Come on, talk to me. What is he still doing today? Usurping authority. Except that authority now has been delegated to you and I. And we're sitting back in our fear. Talk to me, somebody. Come on, America. Talk to me. We're setting back in our fear. We're setting back in our caution. We're setting back in our in our in our in our comfort zones. And we're like, don't talk to me about being too aggressive in the spirit. I said, don't even I look, 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 look. I'm just not the person that you want to talk to about that. All right. You see, because you can be aggressive about an Aggie. I'm not saying you, but somebody else can be aggressive about an Aggie or a Longhorn. I know that's not a good thing to say in this territory. You can be aggressive about this and about that. But when it comes to being aggressive against the kingdom of darkness that is really causing and wreaking havoc in your family, in your life, you're all jacked up in your mind because it's wreaking havoc in your life but yet you say don't get aggressive in prayer I'm sorry my friend I totally disagree with what you're saying if they're taking my babies to hell if they're taking my marriage to hell if they're wrecking my mind if they're wrecking my body I will not passively sit by and just say oh oh, whatever will be will be I will stand up with the keys of the kingdom of heaven and I will say whatever I bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven and whatever I loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven devil back off of my marriage back off of my family back off of my city back off of my church don't you tell me not to be aggressive don't you tell me not to be in the devil's face he's wanting to take your life your family and everything that you have the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force
Violent is not physical. It is spiritual violence. Spiritual violence. I told you last night I was raised in Pentecost. God needs Pentecost to manifest in this nation again. You hear what I'm saying? The aggression that comes with when you know how God has touched you and you understand the authority that he's given you and the power that is in his realm that needs to manifest in this realm. There is enough power from heaven in this room to shift the tradition spirit off of this territory. Whatever that means. You have to understand who you are. Don't ever, if I never see you again as far as coming to speak for you or, or in this kind of setting or whatever again, you never forget this. Don't you dare from this moment on come to church the same way. You come with a violence, a spiritual violence. You come with a contending that if I don't show up and open up my mouth, then there's going to be something else that fills the void in my place. Don't you dare make the worship leaders beg you to praise. Don't you dare sit back with a scowl on your face saying, make me worship, make me praise, make me pray. You know, my friend, this is not my church, but if it was my church, it's not my church. But if I were in my church, I would say it like this. I don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need your scowl. We don't need your criticism. Now, that's not what he's saying. That's what I'm saying, all right? That is not what he's saying. I just want to make that clear. That's what I would say in my church. I don't need you. I don't need your attitude. I don't need your pushback. I don't need your settle. I don't need your religious spirit. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I need some people who are radical lovers of Jesus that have not been tainted by the spirit of religion and the kingdom of darkness. I need some people who are unashamed to praise like David praise and undignified praise and undignified worship. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. All I care is what he thinks. I'm not praising you. I'm praising him. Don't you dare walk up in church the same again. Come on! Thank you. So there's five gates around here. North, south, east, west, and Aggie. Gate. Proverbs 21:22 says in the passion translation says it like this A warrior now as I'm reading this verse think about the story of who is now a man of God but he was a satanic high priest who astral projected into the heavens to curse a territory are you with me Proverbs 21:22 in the passion translation says this a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place. I'll try it again. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases breakthrough. 
bringing down the strongholds of the mighty, demolishing their strength of confidence. That deserves a shout. Shove your neighbor as hard as you can and tell them you are a warrior. You're either fighting or not fighting. You're either enlisted or you've gone AWOL. Come on, somebody. You are a warrior. When you came and gave your life to Jesus, you became a warrior in the army of God. We've got a lot of people that like to talk about the bride of Christ, but they do not want to talk about the army of God. Are you with me? The way that I see it in the book of Revelation is that the same ones wearing white linen, the, clo the clothes of the bride, are the same ones that are coming back with Jesus with a sword in their hand. My friends, your sword is not going to mess up your wedding dress. Your armor is not going to mess up your wedding dress. We can be a warring bride. We have to be a warring bride. Jesus is coming back after a warring bride. Not a sitting, soaking, a whatever kind of bride, but a warring bride that is occupying until he comes. So what happens is this warrior, that's you and I, ascend to the high place and we release breakthrough. We'll wind this up, sort of, kind of. Are y'all with me? I got to get you this. Jesus told a parable and recorded in Luke chapter 19, the one that I'm reading after, verses 11 through 26, and I'm not going to read the whole story, but you'll know it well because he said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive a kingdom and to return. And he called 10 of his servants and he delivered to them 10 minas. And he said this, and I'm paraphrasing, I've got to go away for a while, so there's going to be a void. So I need you to fill the void until I come back. I need you to occupy. Scream at your neighbor, occupy. Jesus was saying, I need you to do business in this earthly realm until I come back. Are you with me? I'm taking you somewhere. And so you fast forward on down to about verse 16 or so, and he comes back to check on the minas that had been given to the people. And the first one had earned 10 minas, and the master or the nobleman said, well done, good servant, because you were faithful, you occupied, you filled the void, you multiplied what I gave you. I will give you authority, this is the New King James Version, over ten cities. Everyone, listen to what I'm saying. He said ten cities. Cities represent territories. I understand that the minas is a money transaction there, and you can preach it that way. But what I see is that there was a spiritual transaction that you and I have to engage in in the place of prayer. Are you with me? In the place of prayer where we use the keys and the authority that Jesus has given us, and he's saying, I have given you the responsibility over over Bryan College Station. Paul and Kim Owens, I have given you the authority over Peoria, Arizona. I'm going to come back and I'm going to check on it because if you occupy in what I've given you, not if you just go to church if you feel like it, if, if everything aligns and the stars are in the right order, come on somebody, and, and football is not on TV and I, can I just preach right now? No, no. He said, he said you got to occupy. you got to 
use your kingdom authority in the territory that I put you. And when you do, if you do that, it's going to, you're going to multiply and I will give you authority over 10 cities. He told the next one over five cities. So there was two of them that occupied and filled the void and they did what the master said. They occupied, they filled the void, they did business till he came back. And he said, as a result of that, I'm going to give you more authority over more territory. Y'all look at me. We fret and fret and fret on how to grow a church. Y'all look at me. On how do I get more people to come? On how do I do this? And how? And this is why we have systems and structures in place that will pass out donuts as you walk in, a cup of coffee in the other hand. They will pat you on the back. They will not preach confrontational like I'm preaching confrontational because they want your money and they want you to come back so that they can count the numbers so that they can tell the other preacher down the road this is how many numbers I have how many numbers do you have it's a reality it is a reality all the while the devil is taking the territory that you and I are supposed to be occupying when this parable is telling us if you will just do kingdom business with the keys of the kingdom then I, Jesus will give you authority over more territory. In Phoenix Arizona, specifically Peoria Arizona, suburb of Phoenix eight years, nine however many years ago, we began to pray over Phoenix in our southwest region and we would do it every time that we came together and as we began to persevere in that the Lord began to expand our influence to the nation now you hear what I'm saying we did not ask oh God give us a revival so that we can travel the nations so that we can go to every state in the United States and preach on a platform so that our names can be on this and on that flyer and so that we can have this and that and the other we never ever thought about that. All we did was occupy where God had put us and he said because you do that I give you more authority over more territory. Shout in this room tonight because God wants to do it for you. Nope, I just need you to help me up. Hallelujah, there we go. Did you get that? Hey, let me see if I can work this out. 9.55. Good news is it's two hours earlier in Arizona. Come on, y'all. So what happens is the enemy understands that if all the church does, if we will just use our kingdom keys and occupy, that the byproduct of that, pastors, if I said this last night, I'm going to say it again tonight. Stop growing a church and start birthing a move of God. Stop growing a church and start occupying. Stop. Just stop. Religion is laughing. Come on, somebody. The devil is laughing. God is chasing our tails. Come on, somebody. Just building a church, just growing a church. Jesus didn't say grow a church. He said occupy. 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 So the devil understands that if he can get enough people in agreement with him, and that includes some Christians, that he can occupy at the gate, north, south, east, west, Aggie gate. He can do it. And so this is the lie of the enemy 
that he has a right to be at the gate of your city or gates of your city. It's a lie. Did you hear me? It's a lie. It is a lie of the enemy that he has a right to occupy that. If there's a university that is occupying a spiritual gate in this territory, we want universities. We want people to be educated. We do not want them to be perverted, though. Come on. And when I say perverted, I mean distorted in their minds, distorted in their educational learning. Are you with me? This is what's happening in our universities across this nation. That's a gate that needs to be taken. North, south, east, west, Aggie gate. Are you with me? And so the devil knows if he's got the gate, he wins. Because the battle is at the gate, and the battle is for the gate. The battle is for the gate, the spiritual gate of the city. So what happens is he gets the church busy. He gets us busy. He gets us busy. And we plan our events, and we have our events, and we're so pleased with ourselves. And our events, our parties, our tea parties, come on, ladies, come on, our our barbecues, come on, guys. I'm not against any of that stuff if you're occupying at the gate. But if that is all you're doing, my friend, the devil has the gate, and you better cancel the tea party. You better put the barbecue off to another time. You better get on your face, and you better take the gate of the city. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because that is what's going to shift the spiritual atmosphere to open the heavens so that the presence of God can come down, not just in our churches, but in our city. Come on, pervasive in our city. I will still say it again. I believe that the university, whatever is it, Texas A&M, totally can have a revival and an awakening. I believe that. But it's going to take somebody to take that gate. Come on, somebody. So here's the reality. The good news for you is I'm flipping pages up here. Come on, somebody. In March of 2018, I'm almost done. I laid in bed, and I could not sleep. Don't you hate it when that happens? And all of a sudden, audibly, I heard heavy, weighty iron gates opening. Heavy, weighty, like, like they seemed, what I heard in my, in, my, in my, I guess my spirit was, but it seemed audible, was like ancient gates like ancient gates, heavy, you know, those iron, big, heavy. And I heard the noise, not of, not of them closing, but of them opening. And I'm like, boop, that was weird. Oh, come on, don't look at me like that. I'm like, eh, that was weird. So I lay there a little bit longer, and it happened again. And I heard the weighty, heavy iron gates, not closing, but opening. It was unmistakable that they were weighty, heavy gates, and something came into my spirit and said, this was, we were, we were a, a few years into revival, two, three years, two and a half years into revival. And something came into my spirit and I said, has our revival cry brought us to the heavy gates in the heavenlies that maybe others have come to 
but they did not care to press on or they grew weary of the warfare and could not press on or chose not to press on. The constant pressing to open up the gates with their prayers because there was so much pushback of the enemy. This is why, you hear what I'm about to say, we need to know the history of churches in our cities and in our regions. Not so we can talk bad about them. Come on, somebody. Not so we can talk bad about them, but so we can know possibly what they came up against that almost they were getting ready to open some heavy gates but they decided to back off of them can I preach a little bit longer come on they decided to back off of them this is why we need to know the history not to know people's business not to talk bad about them but to say you know what I'm going to pray for you I'm going to bless you but I'm going to pick it up where you left off because there's some heavy gates that are over this city that need to be pushed open Come on, somebody. And I begin to think, could it be that these gates that are I hear opening in the spirit are spiritual gates that have been shut for many years over Peoria and Phoenix and Arizona and this southwest region, gates that have held back the sounds of Pentecost and awakening and are now swinging open because somebody decided that they would keep a revival cry no matter what the pushback, no matter what it is. My friends, I cannot promise you. As a matter of fact, I can tell you there will be pushback of the enemy. This is why one of the key worship songs at praise songs at Fresh Start Church is called Pushback because we have learned specifically in the year of 2020 that when the enemy pushes on the body of Christ, we have to rise up and push back against what and the power and authority that we possess is greater than any push that he has. I just came to tell you as you start taking this gates of this city, north, south, east, west, and Aggie, you are going to expect some pushback, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is on the inside of you than the one that has tried to occupy the gates of this city. And what happens is when we begin to cry for revival, God hears our prayers just like he heard the prayers of Daniel. But the angelic army gets released. The heavenly host gets released over Bryan College Station. But also the enemy says, we've got to do something to stop. We We've got to do something to push back. But if you'll just keep crying out, you too will hear the heavy gates opening over this territory. I say don't stop crying out. Don't stop pushing back. Somebody shout in this place tonight. So here's what I close with. Watch this. In the world of sound, meaning sound like amplification sound, there is something called the noise gate. Are you with me? There's something called the noise gate. Its purpose is, you can Google it, it's just in there, come on. Its purpose, this noise gate in natural sound, is to control the sound at the entry point. Something is happening back there now, probably somewhere with that here. To control the sound at the entry point. It is at this noise gate threshold that wanted sound weakens 
and the unwanted sound excuse me, that, that the wanted sound weakens the unwanted sound so that the wanted sound can prevail and the unwanted sound is diminished. Are you, are you getting the picture here? It's called noise gate. So there's a threshold and at the threshold, it is the wanted sound that needs to make it across the threshold so that that sound can be heard. Are y'all with me? Come on. This is amazing. Listen to this. And so the unwanted sound has to back off because of the noise gate. Whoever or whatever sound takes the noise gate is the sound that's going to be heard. The only time that the unwanted sound is heard is when the wanted sound stays silent, thus allowing the unwanted sound to prevail. Do you know that it is not by accident that the Hebraic calendar of 2019, we entered not only a year of the mouth, but a decade of the mouth according to God's calendar. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about right now. If you do not, according to God's calendar, we are in a decade, 10 years, a decade of the mouth. This means that it is a time for the church to arise and release, come on, release the sound at the gates, release least so atmospheres can be shifted over territories and regions and nations. This happened in 2019 in September of 2019. We go through October, November, December, January and just two short months or so into 2020. What did the enemy rise up with in this nation and the nations of the earth? He rose up with a mask over our face, something that would take our breath. Are you with me right now? He rose up with something that would separate the body of Christ in all different ways, keep us from meeting together so that we could come into the power of agreement. You ain't telling me that that was by accident because we walked into the year of God's calendar that said this is the time and the decade that I'm going to empower the mouth of my church. Do I have any big mouths in the room tonight that says we will make a noise at the gate of our cities. Come on somebody. And so what happens with that and I'm done with this. Watch this. Is he creates a vacuum and vacuums are dry places. Am I right y'all? Vacuums are dry places. Watch how I, watch how I wrap this up. Demons search for dry places. That deserved a bigger oh than you gave me. Demons search for dry places. So what I'll do is I'll take the wanted sound, the needed sound, the sound of authority out. Happened with COVID, yes. But it was it's happening all the time because we're not occupying. We're not taking the gate. So what is happens is a vacuum is created. So what steps into the vacuum at the gate? An Aggie. No, I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, I know it's a real football thing, and y'all are like, ah, about it, you know, but it's a spirit. And it's not only an Aggie spirit. It's a whatever in the world we have in Phoenix spirit. Are you with me? Come on. I mean, I'm not a football or any ball fan at all. It's a spirit. 
It's a spirit to keep us preoccupied so we will not occupy. I'll try it again. We will be preoccupied. It could be football. It could be sewing. It could be skiing. It could be, well, I don't know, whatever. But you're preoccupied instead of occupied. So what happens is there's a vacuum, a dry place. So what happens is he takes the wanted sound out, the sound of authority, and in place something else steps in. Where? At the gate. Because it's at the gate where the battle takes place. And whoever gets the gate gets the territory. That's why Jesus said you've got to occupy pie until I come. Take the gate. So this is my ending question. Everybody stand. Who is making the most noise at the gate of this city? Let me hear the church in this room give a shout. Come on. Your voice has the authority to shift. Shift the spiritual climate. Throw your hands up and lift a shout on behalf of God Almighty. Jesus is Lord at every gate of this city. Come on. Come on. Come on. No more dry places. No more vacuums. No more in the name of Jesus. Woo. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, musicians, come quickly. We're not going to draw this out tonight, but I'm telling you, you are empowered. Tonight, you are empowered to shift the prevailing atmosphere that is over this city. You are going to shift it tonight. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Ha, 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 ha. That does not sound like a prayer. That is so tired of that demon messing with your family and messing with your body and messing with your marriage and messing with your town and your city. Get some aggression in this place. Get some spiritual violence in this place. Understand what you have on the inside of you. Understand what you have on the inside of you. Come on, lift your hands, close your eyes, open your mouth. Who's making the most noise? Who's making the most noise at the gate? Are you allowing the unwanted sound to be louder? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's Oh, yes, I lift your hands. Turn my mic up just a little bit. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. We refuse to bow into the negative broadcast of the enemy. We shift the tone over this city. We shift the tone over Bryan College Station. We shift it in the name of Jesus. We shift it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. 
Come on, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. Pray at the gate. Pray at the gate. Pray at the gate. Pray at the gate. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Pray at the gate. In the name of Jesus, we shift the atmosphere over this valley. We shift the atmosphere over this region. We shift it in the name of Jesus. And we decree that Jesus is Lord. We decree that the Holy Spirit is the ruling spirit. We decree that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. We decree that people are awakening to the reality that Jesus is Lord. We decree that the Word of God is taking root in this Brazos Valley. We decree that the Word of God is arising and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. We decree that it is dividing between soul and spirit. We decree that you are exposing the demonic. We decree that you are exposing the witchcraft. We decree that you are exposing that which is against revival. In the name of Jesus, we decree that the power of God is greater than anything the enemy has. We decree that we walk in the authority of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Son of the living God. Somebody left a shout of agreement in this room right now. All right. Are you ready? Some of y'all ain't ready. This is not my city. This is your city. I'll help you fight. But ain't nobody can fight for what belongs to them like the mama and like the daddy. Come on. Lift your hands all over this building and you start fighting for the spiritual atmosphere over this city. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to tell you what to say. You say it. Come on. Begin to call it out. Come on. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shift the negative climate. Shift the negative climate. Bring in the glory of God. Come on, church. Come on, church. Take the gate. Take the gate. Take the gate. Take the gate. Come on. Take the gate. Come on. 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 Take the gate. Take the gate. Take the gate. Oh, Yataka Sukatai. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Who's making the most noise at the gate? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Pray, 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 pray. Take the gate, take the gate. Use your keys, use your keys, use your keys, use your keys, use your keys. Oh, we take control away from the enemy. We take control away from the enemy. Oh, we use our authority in Jesus Christ. We decree that salvation belongs to Bryan College Station. We decree that salvation belongs in the Brazos Valley. We decree that salvation belongs.
drugs in this region. We decree right now that Texas, Texas, Texas is coming alive for its destiny. Texas, arise. Texas, arise. Texas, arise. I need somebody to open your mouth and begin to decree over your territory. Take it back. 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 Use your keys. Use your keys. Use your keys. Use your keys. In the name of Jesus, we take the gate. We take the gate with the word of God. We take the gate with the word of God. We take the gate with the word of God. We take the gate with the word of God. Come on, lift your hands. We take the gate with the word of God. 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 The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds of the enemy. We take the gate. Come on, come on, come on. Lift your voice. Say, we take the gate. Say it, church. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Angels are being released. Angels are being released. Angels are being released. Angels are being released. Don't back off, don't back off, don't back off, don't back off. Use your keys, use your keys, use your keys. Come on, come on. We open the gates. Through the name of Jesus, we take up our assignment right now. We use the spiritual authority of the keys of the kingdom. This is not a natural authority. This is the authority of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands. We have the authority of Jesus Christ. We speak to the north and we say, give up right now. Give up the harvest that is for the kingdom. We speak to the south and we say give up the harvest that is for the kingdom. We speak to the east and we say give up the harvest that is for the kingdom. We speak to the west and we say give up the harvest that is for the kingdom. And we speak to the aggregate and we say give up the harvest that is for the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, release a shout, release a shout, release a shout, release a shout over every gate north, south, east, west. Oh! Pray, 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 pray. Woo! Woo! 
Jesus. 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 Come on. Jesus. Say it. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, louder. Louder. Louder, louder. room on behalf of this territory. Release a shout of unity. Release a shout of unity. of our city in the name of Jesus we repent of any preoccupation that we have had of ourselves making it all about us oh God we repent tonight we say Lord we will do what you ask us to do and that is fill the void until you come we refuse in Bryan College Station the Brazos Valley to allow there to be a dry vacuum so the demonic can occupy. We will do our part as a church in this region to make the noise at the gate, oh God. To make the noise at the gate. Now, I'm going to have Pastor come in just a moment. And let me say something. <clears throat> you better find your shout. Religion has stolen the shout of the church. When you're asked to shout and you feel reserved, you better examine that. Now, I'm sorry I'm so down on your football around here, but if you have a shout for the Aggies and you do not have a shout for the kingdom, something is wrong, my friend. Something is wrong. Religion has stole your vocal cords. Right. 
religion has told us that we need to calm down. Now, I'm not, if, if you ever come to Fresh Start, we don't allow stupid stuff to happen. Some of you have been married. We don't allow stupid stuff. If, stupid, if people start doing stupid stuff, we shut it down, all right? But there is a corporate sound. There is a corporate sound that has been locked down by the enemy, by religion, because he understands the power of our shout. God arises on the shouts of his people. It was the shout of the people of God that brought the walls of Jericho down. If you look from Genesis to Revelation in the beginning and in the end, there's a lot of noise going on there, folks. So I don't know who stepped in to decided that we had to shut that down. But I'm on a mission to bring it back again. So not to be overly obnoxious, you can keep playing. Not to be overly obnoxious, but if you can shout for an Aggie, but you can't shout for Jesus, there's a problem. Or anything else, that's a problem. We have, I just told you, and I didn't even preach the whole message. We're like, thank God, it was long enough. No. I just showed you, I just showed you in here that there is a battle for the gates of territories. The whole purpose is so that revival and awakening can't break in. So if you are coming into church and you're timid and you're, and I'm not saying the whole thing has to be like blah, even though ours kind of is all the time. But I am saying this, is that there needs to be a freedom there so that you can unlock something with the power of your sound. <clears throat> but what our churches, and I will even be more specific, our Pentecostal churches have become. There's nothing worse than a quiet Pentecostal church. I was raised Pentecostal. I told y'all that like five times. Pentecostal church of God. There's nothing worse than a quiet Pentecostal church. Come on, y'all. This is a decade of the mouth according to God's calendar. Our mouth is to be used not to just speak anything we want, to release the word of God. Yes. I was telling pastor today as we were driving around, I said, y'all just start releasing the word of God and this Masonic thing is going to break over the city. Now, I'm not saying you haven't been doing that, but there is a unified effort. This is a threshold weekend. This is a crossing over and into moment. This is a point of, okay, we're focused now. Are you with me? Not that you weren't focusing before, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, it's not just because I'm here. It's just because there's a concerted effort. I said, just start releasing the word of God. How did Jesus defeat Satan? It is written. Go to the gates of this city. It is written. Do I have to scream it? Well, if you feel like it, but you don't have to. Just speak the word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between the soul and the spirit. If you're Pentecostal, you're probably going to want to scream it. Come on, somebody. It's just who we are. But I'm saying, it's the power. You have the keys. So I'm going to be watching. You know that there has been, there has been major prophetic words over Texas, Florida, and Arizona. Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Major prophetic words that have been spoken. And I am from Arizona, and I am here with you in Texas. And the word of the Lord that has been spoken over these states is pivotal for our nation. Pivotal for our nation. 
the word that was spoken over Texas literally, and I don't remember remember it verbatim because I don't live here, so I listened more to the Arizona one. Come on, somebody. But that you are a nation. Texas is a nation. A nation in the sense of the, the enormity of the weight that God is placing on this territory. Come on. And within this room, that is across this massive territory called Texas. You are going to shift something in this region and in this nation. Take the gate. Put your hands together and give Jesus praise. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or visit www.equippingchurch.us.